bases, and it's a 10-run inning for the Blue Jays. 8.02 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Sweet, sweet Friday. You are listening to the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Halford & Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of the program. Blue Jays catcher Danny Jansen is going to join us momentarily here. Well, off-season baseball as the Blue Jays off-season winter tour rolls through Vancouver. Hour three of the program is brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Jason, would you like to tell everybody about Kintec Footwear and Orthotics? Because they are the title sponsor of our studio here at Sportsnet 650. We are coming to you live from the Kintec studio. And, of course, that's sponsored by Kintec Footwear and Orthotics. I've got to go there. I need some new shoes. Canada's favorite orthotics provider. They have shoes and orthotics. Oh. Supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Wow. 1,500. Mm-hmm. Wow. We got to do an update on that. I bet it's up to 1,600 right now. We could just look. We could look. But I don't want to change the copy. That's someone's job we'd be taking away there. Uh, as mentioned, Danny Jansen is going to join us in just a few minutes here. Uh, the Blue Jays annual winter tour uh, is rolling through this weekend. There's autograph sessions, various fan engagements, a skills and drills thing for the, the youth baseball players in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley. Uh, it'll be interesting because the Jays have had a very active offseason. We spent most of the break, we're like, this guy's gone, this guy's you know come in. Dalton Varsho, for, you forget about some of those. Kevin Kiermeyer, Merriweather. It's been a very active offseason period. For Major League Baseball. But the Jays are at that stage now where it's hopefully the next step in their progression. The next evolution. Because, you know, you you harped on this a couple times. And and I think you were harping on it because you felt like enough media members weren't saying it. Just how disappointing that loss was for the Blue Jays last year. How it shouldn't have just been we're happy to get back in the postseason. I think their last two seasons. Yeah. The way they've played baseball. If you just look at their their win-loss record. Their run differential. They haven't won a playoff game. Yeah, Didn't make the playoffs the year before, made the playoffs in this one, and were swept by the Mariners. That's that's disappointing. And, you know, expectations for the Jays should be to go on a run in the playoffs. They are that talented a group. Are they the perfect team? No. But they're better than 0-2 in the playoffs in over the last two seasons. We got Danny on the line now, do we not? So the Blue Jays annual winter tour continues right now on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Joining us, Blue Jays catcher Danny Jansen on the phone now on Sportsnet 650. Good morning, Danny. How are you? Hey, guys. Good. How you doing? Uh, We're good. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Uh, Thoughts on Vancouver so far? I don't know if you've ever had a chance to get out here before, but uh, we made sure that it rained for you like we just wanted to make sure you get the full vancouver experience but i was mentioning that the 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 annual winter tour includes a lot more than just this radio hit obviously you're going to work with some youth baseball players there's fan engagement autograph signings but i'm curious to get your thoughts on vancouver your first time out here yeah first time for me yep uh it's starting to 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 get a little light outside now i got here in the dark and and this morning i was up a little bit it was dark out so i'm excited to see the city uh looks gorgeous and i've heard nothing but great things about it so 
uh, really excited to be out here for tour. Uh, how excited are you for the upcoming campaign? I know it's a ways away, but we just ran through all the different moves that your organization made to get better, to further advance what you guys started last year. Uh, amongst you know the guys in the room and your teammates, how much excitement is there that you guys added the type of players that you did and the volume of them? Yeah, yeah, super exciting. You know, obviously the way that the season ended last year, um, you know, it wasn't what what we wanted, but the experience of being there again and playing those meaningful games and then now adding, you know, the guys that we added, um, it, it's super, super exciting. I can't wait to get back and to meet them. And I heard nothing but great things about them just as humans and obviously playing against some guys and, and seeing them, what they can do on the field too. It's uh, It's a very exciting time. What have you and your teammates learned playing in those meaningful games, despite the fact that they didn't end the way you wanted them to? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anytime you get playoff experience is good. And, uh, you know, obviously playing in our home stadium and, and, and seeing that was absolutely incredible. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the, the second game there, it was just really a wild game. And, and uh, you know, it's not that there was ever – you know, a lack of, of focus or anything when we had the lead. It's just you never know what's going to happen. So you just want to step on, you know, step on the gas and stay on it. And, you know, baseball's wild. So I think it's just the experience of a lot of us. You know, that was my second time in playoffs, but uh, like the first time with fans. Uh, so just getting that, you know, under under your belt and, and seeing that and playing in that atmosphere was, was good. So it's always a good thing. This might seem like an obvious question, but, you know, we don't get to play, the listeners and us and the media, we don't get to play in front of fans. How does it change things when the fans are there in pressure situations? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. I don't know. It's, it's incredible, really. That's the, that's the words for that I can think of. It's, it's something that, you know, we, we obviously, you know, we play this game and, and, and to be in these situations and to have the support and feel that, and especially – the, you know, the home field and having your home fans and, you know, it's so loud where you can hardly hear the guy next to you. Like that's, that is the feeling that you get and the sensation of that is, is it's hard to put into words. So, um, yeah, it's, that's pretty much what I got for it. It's a lot of fun. It's really exciting. And obviously you want to play in front of your home base uh, as much as you can. We're speaking to Blue Jays catcher Danny Jansen here on the Halford and Brush Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, Danny, the life of a baseball player, it's portable, right? you got to be able to get up and move at a moment's notice. Guys get shipped out. Guys sign. Sometimes it's guys that maybe your organization has had a run-in in the past. So, I, you know, it's funny. When the Kiermaier deal came together, it's like there was a rival. It's the Jays and the Rays. But there was a certain uh, individuality to it because of what, everything that happened with Kiermaier last year with the data card thing and then getting plunked in the aftermath. Now, it's interesting because you guys have to put all that aside. But in the immediate reaction when you hear like, oh, we've got Kevin Kiermaier, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Yeah, it definitely wasn't that, the first thing that popped into my head. You know, <laughs> right. The yeah, first thing that popped into my head is this guy This guy is an absolute ball hawk in, in, in the outfield. And obviously he's been doing it for years and a tremendous defensive player and uh, super fast. So um, super excited, you know, when I saw that. And, and uh, I was just being able to watch him play and watch him – you know, there's been plenty of times, you know, not only me, but seeing just balls hit that you think is a base hit or something in, in the alley and he's making a play on it. So uh, it's always great when you got that on our team now. And um, so, yeah, I was, I was excited. Uh, now, I mentioned that, you know, baseball players are portable. I have to be ready to move at a moment's notice. There was obviously going to be some move behind the plate this year because with you and Alejandro and Gabriel 
someone had to go, and it was Gabriel Moreno who was traded in the um, the D-backs trade for Varsho. And it goes with Lourdes Gurriel as well. But, um, you know, it could have easily been you. It could have easily been Alejandro Kirk as well. So your offseason, was there a lot of uh, trepidation or concern about being on the move, or was it one of those things where it's like, this is part of the gig, I kind of have to deal with this? Yeah, it's part of the gig. You know, it's uh, it's something that I, you know, just would try to stay out of just because, you know, I'm trying to stay – you know, level-headed and, and, and just kind of working on, um, you know, working on myself this off season and working on improving in, in my game and stuff. And it's just, it's always, you know, when you have all, all different sorts of thoughts and, and, and kind of diving into stuff that you may read or, or whatnot. I mean, I just didn't, I wasn't all about it. So, so yeah, I was just trying to really stay out of it and, um, you know, and, and, and just keep my head down and keep working on myself. And then obviously, you know, that, that move happened. So I think, a unique situation having having three you know starting catchers yeah. uh, on a team so um so yeah with a different landscape now uh what's the one big thing that you've been working on you mentioned you've been working on yourself this off season what's the one big thing you've been working on yeah i think uh you know for me it's building off of what i did with the bat last year and and this is a, a real nice uh off season for me there's been uh where, where i have you know i have definitely have some you know confidence from last year but I have a, a real foundation and base of, of where my swing's at and, and how I feel and I think that that's just been through struggle and finding myself and kind of finding out what what is my strength and going with that so it's been uh you know relaxing you know mentally just kind of building off it instead of kind of really working on a, a, you know tons of things so it's really building off with offense and then you know defensively I want to I want to you know uh, improve rec- receiving so you know I'm working on uh, kind of a, a simpler move and, and something that I think is really going to help me out with, with all uh, quadrants. Uh, before we announced that you were coming on the show, we threw it out to our listeners if they had any questions for Danny Jansen, and one did. Uh, it's by okay. Minor Leaguer, which is interesting. Uh, he wants to know, what gift or gifts would you need from newly acquired Blue Jay Brandon Belt to give up number nine, Danny? <laughs> yeah. Um... Has, that, has that conversation already happened? Yeah, uh, you <laughs> nice. know he he, I I got nothing but respect for him, and uh, you know for the whole situation that 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 is right when somebody comes over and it's their number and so yeah he he, he reached out to me actually and, and and was asking he's like hey you know uh, you know if you're you know a little bit attached to it that's quite all right he doesn't really care that much he would tr- you know, pick a different number and all that and I said listen I I got respect. Uh, for you, for what you've done, and for this whole situation, I said, uh, you know, uh, you know, a little bit attached to it, but uh, you know, it's it's if you want it, then then you can have it. So it's, it's one of those conversations where it's like, you know, I've seen it happen, and and definitely, you know, willing to do it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a unique situation. So uh, what gift? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really, you know, care too much. I just got respect for for the guy. So even just you know, giving it up for him. And, and no, try and get something. Yeah, you're, try and get something. Dan- Baseball players make a lot of money. Yeah. You can get something good. I was going to say, Danny, I'll close this by saying you're a much bigger man than I because my first answer would have been Rolex, and then I would have moved on from there. So <laughs> anyway, hey, you know what? Thanks for taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Enjoy the winter tour and everything that you got over the next couple of days, and uh, best of luck when the season gets underway, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks thank you. That's Danny Jansen, Blue Jays catcher here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, so it's Ask Us Anything Friday on the Halford and Bruff Show, and we do have a bunch of questions, and if you want to send any questions, text them into the Dunbar Lumber text line at 650-650. It's Ask Us Anything, so you can ask us anything. Yep. It can be about the Canucks, it can be about sports, movies, entertainment, life, 
in general. Austin and Langley ask us anything. If of the current defensemen on the team, how many do you think will be on the team next year? Is the over-under set at two and a half? Uh, okay, re- re- repeat that one again. Sorry. Of the defensemen that are currently on the active How many roster. do you think will be on the team next year? And Austin and Langley says, is the over-under set at two and a half? Well, if the over-under is set at two and a half, I'm taking the over. Because Quinn Hughes is going to be here. Check. I think Ekman Larson is still going to be here because I just don't know if – I don't think they're going to buy him out, and I don't think they'll be able to move him. Could be going Robida Island. I think Ethan Bear is going to be here again. Okay. So that's three. You've already de- you've already accomplished your goal of going over two and a half. Yeah, two yeah, and a half w- too I, low. I, I would probably low. set – like, You don't Travis, think they'll shy, sign Shen? I mean, I, yeah, I think Shen yeah, is going to yeah. be back. Yeah, I think yeah. Shen is going to be back as well. I think Shen – now, this rarely happens, but I think Shen is – it's very possible that Shen would get traded at the deadline. Trade and sign, yeah. And then re-sign with the Canucks. Yeah. On July 1st or whatever. Not I, I don't sign s- and trade. I don't say trade that about – I don't say that about many players because I think what happens oftentimes is you're traded and it kind of does something to the relationship. But I think Luke Shen just wants to live in the market. Yeah. I think he wants to be here. He's won his Stanley Cups. And I think he really likes Vancouver. They need and to I think a, the Canucks. Uh, I think the Canucks value Luke Shen. So I think there's an there's another guy that's going to be here. I don't know about Travis Dermott. He's a pending RFA, and his health seems to be very much in, up in the air. I think Kyle Burroughs has a good chance to be back, at least as a depth defenseman. Now, uh, I think the fact that he can't get into the lineup on a regular basis is probably a problem. But I think the Canucks, from what I've heard, like him just to be a, a member of the team. Uh, I don't think Myers is going to be back. I think the Canucks will find a way to trade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong on that because they've had issues moving out salary, but I feel like they'll figure out something with him, especially if they're willing to wait until after his bonus is paid out and then he's traded. Um, you know, I got Stillman's under contract for another year. Yeah, he could be back. But here's the issue. I mean, we're going through all these names here and we're like, Man, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be back. So maybe they do make a decision on a guy like Kyle Burroughs and say, "Hey, we like you, but we need to bring in some new blood here, right? Like um, we just can't. Maybe we'll we'll sign you if you're willing to sign a I don't know a two way deal or something along those lines. But you might be in Abbotsford then, and Kyle Burroughs might be like, you know what, I'll go somewhere else. It is crazy to go through that list like we have done though." And be like, yeah, I think he'll be back, and he'll be back, and we came up to like four or five names. And it's like everyone it. but Myers. Like, like yeah, like <laughs> maybe, much. like maybe we need to completely rethink that. Maybe, maybe bringing back Luke Shen. I mean, as much as you like a guy like that, he does. He brings up a ro- he, he takes up a roster spot, right? Yeah. So these are the questions that the Canucks are going to have to answer, and it is going to be very difficult because remaking the defense in the NHL is probably the most challenging thing to do. If you look at the list of pending unrestricted free agents, guys, it is not an impressive list. Young defensemen that are, you know, good players, typically they cost a lot. Um, I would put the number, the line at four and a half, not two and a half. Two and a half is too low. People would be hitting the over like crazy. Is that but isn't that crazy, though, that like people want wholesale change to this Canucks defense? Yeah. But it is so much easier said than done to do that, especially when you've got a contract like Ekman Larson's on the book. Everyone in Vancouver, including the Canucks, would be rid of that contract if they could. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do it. 
costs a lot of money yeah. to do it. Costs and, assets, costs cap space. And they could have started doing this last off season. Which is when the remodeling of the blue line. Yeah, but they tried, they and I think I think it underscored. Tried, they should have tried harder. I think it underscored how difficult it is. I would have taken some of that Mikheyev try and and put it elsewhere. Well, they have to ask serious questions of like, what are they willing to do in order to be rid of some of these contracts? Yeah. Now, obviously, you want to test the market first because the market might be different than it was last off season because I think there's light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to cap space. Mm-hmm. I think it is going to be easier to move the likes of Connor Garland or Brock Besser or whoever you want to move. Yeah. It's going to be easier to trade Tyler Myers because he's only got one year left on his deal. But it's still not going to be, quote-unquote, easier. Easy. It's just going to be easier. This is the most innuendo we've ever had in an Ask Us Anything before. It's from Mike, the urologist in Brockville. It's about wieners. But I'm not going in the direction you think I'm going in. I'm not. Mike wants to know. Do you prefer a regular hot dog like a Schneider's Red Hot or a larger sausage like a Smokey? I don't know if we should lean on you or exclude you because you worked at a sausage-making factory. Yeah, I, I might be a little biased when it comes to this conversation. I have right. to give disclosure. Um, I am a regular old-school hot dog day in elementary school hot dog guy. Uh, the, yeah. the, the place by my house— I loved hot dog day. The place by my house— uh, sells Nathan's famous hot dogs. You know, the 4th of July, mm-hmm. the ones that yeah, Joey yeah. Chestnut yeah, those are good. in his face? It's it's the most um, simple, basic. Thing. Sometimes no, the Smokies are too much. Too much. I don't, it's I just don't, too much. I don't like the snap of when you bite into a Smokie. I know. Sometimes you, sometimes you're like the, the, the oh God, there's going to be innuendo here. Say the, it. The hot juices. Yeah. When you snap into that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The juice no, can get No, please explain face. thoroughly. Yeah. You know what happens when that gets in your eye? Ruff still thinks about hot dog day. I, I used to love it. It was wax poetic about oh, My mom yeah. limited me to two hot dogs, but I could have easily done three. Like <laughs> in elementary school. The greatest, no thing my yeah. ele- the greatest thing my elementary school ever did was they, they hacked the code of what toppings were going to be on the hot dogs. You could get ketchup, mustard, or relish. I had right? mine plain in elementary school. They color-coded what? the napkins. Yeah, that's... Mm. that's interesting. Did you, yeah. have, did you go chestnut? Didn't like ketchup. Did, did you no Joey mustard, chestnut? no relish? Nothing. He no ate onions? him Joey Chestnut style. He dipped him in some water and then crammed it down. Yeah, it was a contest. <laughs> Can I just play this clip of how sultry Bruff sounded when you mentioned hot dog yes. day? Like, I loved hot dog day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you really loved hot dog day. Well, it's my, my voice, too, is like hot dogs. A couple of people have mentioned that... Um, as your voice has slowly started to return to mm-hmm. normal, you've kind of hit that, what uh, Laddie was talking about. There's that, that moment where you go from sounding sick to kind of sounding sultry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're there right now. Even if it's like a negative story, like, the Canucks gave up five goals again last night. <laughs> Goddamn, it was a sexy blowout. Do you, <laughs> like, do you like that? Yeah. Uh, Tanbeer's got an, uh, an Ask Us Anything. Of course he does. Would you guys ever hop on the Kraken bandwagon? Being Seahawks fans, knowing the type of fan base Seattle is, sort of tempts me, but I think it has more to do with the state of the Canucks than the Kraken being a great story. No, I'm not considering going on the Kraken bandwagon. I would have went deep for sure. Why? Absolutely. No, but you'll feel guilty about that. No, well, all my family's from Seattle, so I mean, I got a bit of a bias, I guess. But no, I totally would. If the Kraken somehow made like, I think it would take, it would have to take like the conference finals. What? If they somehow made the conference finals, I would totally hop so on. So what happens in 15 years now when the Canucks are out of this? 
and they have a big series against the Kraken, and you obviously want the Canucks to win that, mm-hmm. and you remember those days when you cheated on the Canucks. I didn't to, cheat on the Canucks. They're out of the playoffs. Do we have to publicly flog, we have to publicly flog you. If it would be only be cheating if they were both in the playoffs at the same time and you chose the Kraken for some reason. You know, I learned a very good lesson about cheating on your teams in 2011 because I cheated on the Canucks with the Boston Bruins early in the season. Look at him now. And it came back to bite me. His life has been ruined. It ruined my family. Yeah. <laughs> and my voice. All he has left is hot dog day. Um, yeah. I am, here's my-, my Show up to elementary schools and- <laughs> I hear you guys have hot dogs. I hear you guys have hot dogs. Well, he's on a list now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sir, you are no longer allowed within 500 feet of this Why is my photo up on your bulletin board? Um, okay. Focus. Is that a sign of respect? Focus. <laughs> it's the hot dog guy. Focus. Focus. Kids running everywhere. <laughs> scatter, scatter. Focus. Focus. Where are you going, children? <laughs> I am. Uh, we're going to talk about the Seattle Kraken now. We are going to talk about the Seattle Kraken now. Uh, my official stance on them is I am actively paying attention. I'm not going to go near. Dude, they beat the Bruins at home. First time regulation yeah. last night. Uh, Three nothing. Shut them out. I thought that might be That's a comeback insane. to Earth game. Oh my goodness, that was awesome! Three nothing. So not only okay, did, calm down. It was about awesome. the Kraken, okay? <laughs> With Vancouver's <laughs> own Martin Jones in goal. Back to back shutouts from Marty Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't, none of their none of this team makes sense to me. Uh, former Bruin Martin Jones, I should mention. That's right. He was there for a while, for a brief moment, for like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they regretting it now? Probably not. Daniel Sprong, Ely Tolvanen, all these scrap heap guys are playing awesome. This defense. When did Vince Dunn become a point of game defense? How, this team makes no sense. To it me. doesn't make any sense. Martin Jones. They've, their penalty killing is almost as bad as the Canucks. Yeah, none of it. They're makes in the 60s as well. Crazy. Mar- Martin Jones has turned into like a Vesna caliber netminder. Hey, you get back to back shutouts. That's too, he has more shut double. This the week shut- he's been. Yeah, yeah. I just it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. But they dominated Boston yesterday. No one has gone into Boston this year. And beat them in regulation. Obviously, nobody's gone into Boston and held them off the sheet. And Boston was coming off a three-game winning streak. It just, it. I don't get it. The first goal on Olmark was a, a bit of a. It was not great. Doozy. Maybe it just got off on the wrong foot, and then they just they couldn't score on, on Martin Jones. They're on a compare compare the the road swings right now. Now I know the Canucks have had tougher opponents, but the Kraken are on a seven-game road swing. They've won the first. You know how hard it is to win the first six games in a seven-game road. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It hasn't hard been, to do on a homestand, let alone ha- a road. It trip. hasn't been done since 2015. The Blackhawks did it in 2015 in their heyday, and the next team to do it was the Seattle. But didn't Rockets. they start the year like 20 and 0? They had. This is their second, I think, winning streak of this length. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick, quick one here. Kevin on the road. Ask us anything, Bruff. If you were to list your top five movies of all time, how many of those are made after? The nineties. Mm, that's a tough call. I don't I don't know. I mean the the movie After the nineties, so two thousands and beyond. Honestly, the last movie that I was really excited about. Like I enjoyed Top Gun. But the last movie that I was really excited about that I went to see in the theater was Hell or High Water. I really like that. I think that might be top ten for me. I don't know if it's top five. Hmm. I've got the, the state list. No, no, but hold on a sec. The state of movie making right now is pathetic. There is nothing out there that I'm excited to to go watch. What about 80 for Brady? We actually just let's just come on. We actually have the type of jobs where you can just go see a matinee, and I used to enjoy doing that, like the solo movie. You go there and you'd watch it, and you like the, it would be about the movie experience. There is nothing in the theaters that I want to watch right now. Hmm. I think it's I think it's we were talking about the lowest point for the Canucks in franchise history. I think it's possible right now. 
that we're in the lowest point for movies ever. I've been trying to organize ever. a movie day with my wife is for horrible. about a month. Horrible. Because we keep going through the show times and being like, I don't want to see, see this. this. Yeah. I don't want to see any of this. The same conversation. We've had it like four different times. I thought Top Gun saved the movies. Well, it did to a degree. I mean, it, it broke all kinds of crazy records and brought people back in droves to cinema. I think it so, said a lot about the state of the, the movies right now that that one was like, oh, I'm going to. Well, because you know, there's not a lot so of, few movies out there that I want to see that I'm going to see that I'm going to go watch this one. It's because so few films are being made like that movie anymore. There are very few spectacle movies anymore these days for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, Avatar, Quantity, Avatar is another one. Like, Avatar is bringing people back I have no back interest in, in that, though. None. No, that's, that's fair. None. But I'm saying, like, those are, like, like it's, it, it, those what, are, like, what's, the exceptions what's, to the rule. What's the draw there? Because it... Is it the, the three, story or is it the no, CGI? Oh God, like it's not the story. Like, no, it's, I don't, it's the three. I don't care about special effects. It, I don't care about fight scenes. I don't care about you will the, like hate give it, me then. a good story. That's not bad. Give me a good story. It's it's a it's the spectacle of the 3D the effects. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you would not enjoy it whatsoever. The types of movies you'd like to see are probably not in theaters is what it comes down to. They're the indie films, the stuff that's getting made on the low budgets. And a lot of them go straight to streaming now yeah. as well, right? A lot of these movies of that style uh because And I think that's part of it. I think there's something to, to be said for the movie experience. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not streaming as streaming is it's 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 the pandemic just not changed the same. It. Anyway, that was my rant. That was my rant. Come on, Hollywood. Uh, figure it out. You're listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. We got a lot to get to. We're going to do our uh, Play Now locks of the week coming up. And then we will also dip into the Dunbar Lumber text line. We got to ask us anything. We got what we learned. But we've only got a half hour left in the week of the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. I loved Hot Dog Day. I loved Hot Dog Day. 8.33 on a Friday. There's a lot going on right now. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Okay, business first. Halford Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of the program, which we are in the middle of, is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We usually come back in on a Friday with Kelowna Fornia, but uh, Greg had to get the sultry hot dog day version of the Bruff experience there. So I loved hot dog day. That was good. Uh, we also did have a hot mic going to break. Do you think that's my fault? Yes, because you have the microphone button and you're responsible I turned it for off, that. Though. Table saw James ask us anything. Do you guys have an on-air light in the studio? Because it seems like you don't. No. No, we don't. Oh, we do. It's right there. Look at it. <laughs> well, it's oh, la- it's not my fault because my mic was off, so that's the most important thing. It wasn't Andy's fault because that's not his responsibility, so it's either Halford's or Laddie's or both. I they, usually leave it up to you guys they, to do your own mic. They both. Can't you turn off the microphones, Adog? No, I cannot. And you are a professional, apparently, <laughs> who has control over his own microphone. I'm pretty sure yeah. I hit the button. There is a button that you press. I often do it demonstratively. It's too much. Oh, he did press the button, so, yeah. I mean, obviously, we believe him because his mic was on. So <laughs> so Laddie probably put your mic on to yeah. screw you over because yep. he's trying to ruin you. You got me. Yep. You got yeah. me. Fair enough. But, hey, I turned the tables on you. I just showed my love and appreciation for wedding crashers and... And super bad. Did we, did we ever get to the bottom of what your super what your super? Yeah, it was two thousand seven. For those right, listening right. on the commercial break. Um, okay, so there's that. We're good on all the business at hand. Uh, we need to attend to some other now. We need to do our locks of the week presented by PlayNowSports.com. Jason, we're going to begin with you. Yeah. Although is it NFL Wild Card Weekend? 
uh, you're going in a different direction. I just thought that this this would be a fun one. I, I I don't know if this is my lock, but I just want to put it out there that this bet is available to you right now. The Colorado Avalanche to miss the playoffs. What? If you put 10 bucks on that possibility, you stand to win $24.50. So the odds, it's a, like it's it's kind of a tempting it's a tempting bet right now because the Avs are not in a good way. They lost to Chicago last night. Yep. And it wasn't one of those games where they dominated the Blackhawks and Chicago just got great goaltending or like it was a pretty evenly matched game. Listen, this is not the same Avs team that we saw last season. There's been some regression from some players, and a lot of them are just missing. Like, they don't have Kadri, and they haven't replaced him. They haven't had Landis Gog, and we don't know when he's going to be back. Jared Bednar is being forced to, to play the hell out of a lot of his players right now. Like, Kale McCarr plays half the game. And while Kyle McCarr is a good player, I don't know if you want him playing that much because I think fatigue is starting to creep in their game as well. So, listen, there has been a precedent before for teams that win the Stanley Cup and miss the playoffs. The Los Angeles Kings, after winning it in 2014, they missed the playoffs and they allowed a team called the Vancouver Canucks to sneak into the playoffs right. and lose to the Calgary Flames in the first round. Give me the number again real quick on it, because now I'm intrigued. 3.45. So $10 bet would return you $34.50. $24.50 of that would be winnings. Lock them up. Lock of the week. Okay, I am going to go to the National Football League. It's Wild Card Weekend. I'm going to go to the very end of Wild Card Weekend, though. Monday Night Football, prime time. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting... Hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I know Tampa Bay was 8-9 and nine this year. I know that they weren't very good. But a few things that I got to consider here, which is, and the, all these are why I think they are the best value bet this weekend. Okay? They've already beat the, Buc- the, the Cowboys once this year. They beat them thoroughly in the opening week. They're at home. They're mm-hmm. a dog at home. Z- Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have the tendency to turn the ball over and turn the ball over a lot. And I know how much you love teams that win the turnover battles. Yeah, I'm in the Pete Carroll. Yeah, I think that there is some real value here taking a guy that's won as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady in a game where he is a home dog in the opening round of the playoffs against an opponent that has a very good defense but also has an offense that makes mistakes. Take the Bucks at 220 on the money line. A $20 bet will return you 44 so it's a nice little wager. That's my lock. Buccaneers, Monday Night Football, playoffs, wild card victory. Laddie, lock it up. Lock. Goalies don't make every save. Players don't score on every shot. Play for fun and not to make money. If you gamble, use your game sense. You must be 19 plus to play. That's our locks of the week. One of a a Friday tradition here on the Halford and Bruff show. Uh, The other tradition, of course, what we learns and ask us anything. Laddie, take us through your what we learned. Well, we're breaking traditions today because there was no the weekend drop in the intro and no California, but I don't know. Today just feels like a day where we should break traditions. Uh, My what we learn is... uh, well, I, I'm a guy who's worked in junior hockey, and I, you know they do those school visits, right? The the players all get together, and they, they meet at a school, and they talk to the kids, they sure, play yeah. games. I've never had a moment like this that the Kelowna Rockets posted on their TikTok. It's been uh, making the rounds a little bit this. of uh, some guys that are in front of the school at a gymnasium talking to the kids, and they're asked by the teacher their favorite book, and they're mic'd up for this whole process. Do you have a favorite book that you could tell us? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a favorite book. Do you read 
I don't read. But I can't say that. Um, give me a book. My favorite book is Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. <laughs> There's seven Harry Potter books. So he, so he lied. He the best lied. part is the, in the videos, the kids at the end, once he's, he's like, I don't know, Harry Potter. The kids are like, yay! <laughs> How many books a year do you guys read before we make fun of all these guys for not reading? Uh, zero. Zero books a year. Oh yeah, I'm not a reader either. I I used to be a zero big, in high school. In high school, early twenties. What was the last time you read a book? The Stand by Stephen King. I think it was fifteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Maybe twenty. I lost a smidgen of respect for you. <laughs> I'm there. not a big reader. Laddie, I'm not a huge fiction reader. I read a lot of like biographies. You read a, what was the last biography that you read? Uh, well, I, I bought Ichiro's book for okay. my wife. Is it always so, a sports one? Most of the time, yeah. Either music or sports, usually mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Alfred, yeah, yeah, music or sports books. Um, no fiction. No one um, reads fiction in in this uh, Jurassic Park. I, in the studio, I, 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 I was yeah. given a, the, a really old school, like '70s style paperback of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So that's fiction. Oh, I read The Martian. Sort of. That's actually it's based yeah. on uh, yeah. real science. That. My my book that's, consumption. That's actually enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Speaking the book of is movies, really good too. Like, they go into yeah. more detail. In the book. Mm-hmm. My my book they usually do. My book consumption is low. Right. Um, I read, Are you disappointed in yourself for that? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. But I do because a lot. You of, used to be a big reader, but I do still like do. What a, happened? I still do a ton of reading, mm-hmm. but it's just more periodicals. I'm a big fan of the long form. The long form is my favorite form of writing, like the magazine and articles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, a um, lot of nonfiction books should be long form magazine articles. That's a good point. So read, my, my you, can, you can read those long. You can read those nonfiction books, and you're like. Uh, especially the ones that are, that are on like a specific idea, not necessarily history or something like that, but like you've got an idea yeah. and you're like, yeah, this could be a magazine article. I, I feel like you're repeating yourself a lot here. You know what's interesting? I'm at the age now where um, a lot of the musicians that I really liked during my formative years are now in the memoir stage. Mm-hmm. So like Anthony Kiedis, the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. and Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think about it. If there's anyone that's going to write a music book, it should be Dave Grohl, yeah. right? Totally. Like, like he's been, he's seen at, some stuff. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. Oh, he's like, so thoughtful guy. Yeah, too, right? right. He's yeah, and and he's had such a uh, long ranging and fundamentally important career. Yeah, so th- so those were good too. So mm-hmm. I've actually kind of, I've gone from reading strictly sports biographies to now music biographies. So my what we learned is if you're going to go to one of these school events with the kids and the, the junior hockey teams. Be prepared and at least think of a book in your head before you go. So speaking, you don't disappoint the children. Speaking of Harry Potter, the boy <laughs> over the holidays had to read. An entire novel. That was the homework. How did he do? Given. It was fine, but we we kind of pushed it along. He picked one of the Harry Potter books, mm-hmm. and uh, we purchased the audio book as a sort of like accompaniment. Like sure. if he was tired of reading, he could listen to it. Yeah. Do you ever do the audio book thing? I have done it before, but I find it too slow. Okay. Even when I have it sped up, I'll speed it up to one and a half speed or whatever. Um, so- it's a good easy. See, I would have it if I spent a lot of time in the car. But I don't. Okay. Have you ever heard of Blinkist, the app? Yeah, I've Blinkist? heard of it, yeah. It basically, this is a real rudimentary explanation. Does but it break down the nonfiction books into ideas? Into 15-minute yeah, downloadable. 15 minute, yeah, 15-minute yeah. downloadable. Stop giving people alternatives to listening to us. Please, I know, stop. I know. I just, I thought, <laughs> God, there's so many good podcasts Please, out there right stop. now. But I was like, how, but, 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 you know, everyone wants to do stuff in less amount of time, right? And I was, and so mm-hmm. someone mentioned it to me. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I had it for a bit and okay. then I gave it up because I didn't use it enough. Someone mentioned it to me. They're like, it would be great if you need to get the gist of something to talk about on the air. And yeah. You don't have a lot of time to get that gist. Mm-hmm. This is your way to do it. It's like, oh, interesting. Uh, ask us anything unsigned. Is Steven Stamkos making it into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Yeah. And he's going to be a first ballot guy. Yeah, 
you know, it's interesting because he's score five hundred goals. He's well, going to score more than that. He almost is that the benchmark. He almost got his. I don't know what it is. I just know what a first ballot hockey hall of famer looks I like, sigh. and it looks like Steven Stamkos. I sighed because um, the one of the sad parts of Stamkos's career is that he never got to participate internationally. Right? He, Ever? No that that was that's been the big thing is that he's always been taken out by injury mm-hmm. or the 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 league pulling players out. Right? I mean, you look at all I mean Crosby's probably the pardon the pun gold standard for, you know, the amount of stuff that he accomplished and the way that he scored it. Yeah. Stamkos will be one of those guys remembered in that generation of players from the sort of 2010 to 2020 era because mm-hmm. of how prolific he was scoring wise and winning and, win- and winning cups. Right? Yeah. That's but, important. but like Taves got, you know, his taste at the international acclaim and everything else. Crosby got his obviously. And yes, unfortunately the fate intervened against stammer and he never got it. So. Gunner from Kelowna with a, what we learned, I learned after last night that the Canucks are good enough to make it interesting, but just can't finish it. Is it interesting anymore? Watching the team lose the same way. We, yeah, they made it interesting in the end, I suppose, if you want to talk about that game in a vacuum. They nearly tied it up. And I don't know, I, I guess credit to them. But how about don't put yourself in that position. Those two goals that they surrendered at the end of the second period, both of which you could look at and say there were blatant coverage mistakes there, that was the game. That was, that was, they, had a, they, had, they had a great start. Um, bar being low for great. Right. They had a great start. They were very much in the game. They were playing the Tampa Bay Lightning straight up at five on five, and each of the team had a power play goal. And then uh, Dakota Joshua didn't pick up Kucherov. It was 3-2 Tampa. Uh, Ethan Bear and Quinn Hughes went to one guy. I think it was Alex Killorn. Mm-hmm. And that left uh, Hagel wide open in front of the net. And maybe those guys, Bear and Hughes, thought that JT Miller might put in 75% effort and try and check um, Hagel, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So Hagel was left wide open. It's 4-2, and that's the game, guys. Like, the, the, you know, the, you cannot have these on – it's over and over and over again. Coverage mistakes, mismanaging the puck. Whether it's a coaching issue, it's a player issue, it's a whatever issue, it's an issue – and until it gets fixed, the Canucks are screwed. Uh, Colin and Tawasson with an Ask Us Anything for the Dogs. Hey, dog. Laddie, you have to pay attention to this one. Question for the Dogs. If you could magically be in one of Jason's referenced 80s movies, which one would you choose and what character would you be? I saw this, so I prepared. Good. I would be Doug Masters, son of veteran U.S. Nice. Air Force pilot nice. Colonel Ted Masters. He's a hotshot civilian pilot hoping to follow in his father's fo- uh, footsteps. His hopes are dashed. When he receives a notice of rejection from the Air Force Academy, of course, I'm speaking of Iron Eagle. Yeah, and then he had to go rescue his dad. I guess. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. It's actually pretty unlikely. I was unlikely. making fun of you when you mentioned it. It's pretty unlikely that these kids, I think they're like high school kids or just out of high school, mm. managed to uh, organize an air raid right. on a uh, fictional uh, <laughs> Middle Eastern country. High school kids organized an air raid. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Wow. Like they had, to, they had to, you know, find a plane. Which was tough, right? They, they they lived on an Air Force base, so they knew where they were. But I feel like security around those planes is going to be pretty high. Yeah, it seems like that would be hard to and do a, for and high school an, kids. And another thing he had to do was uh, learn how to pilot a plane, mm. which, which is was a big tough. Thing. He did it in the simulator. He had lots of simulator time. I'm assuming but, there was uh, some sort of a, uh, a montage of him learning how to pilot things set to some 80s yeah, music. Th- there was. I'm assuming. And now he had Louis Gossett Jr., Chappie, Chappie. Uh, to help him out in that and, and teach him how to how to 
how to do this stuff. But, you know, they had to uh, not only get the plane, but they had to find the weapons to shoot at the how many oil supplies have, you know, of how the... How many times have you seen this movie? Ballpark. I don't know, four or five. Oh, I thought he's very. Like at least 10. Well, I don't like yeah. rewatch him like it's Iron Eagle night tonight. Well, I thought it might be. <laughs> the story, the story is actually not that complicated. <laughs> it's Iron great Eagle though. Night. Wednesday's hot dog night. Thursday Iron, Iron Eagle, Eagle night. night yeah. And yeah. sometimes I do them together on yeah. those oh, special nights. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, can we can can we eat the hot dogs on the couch and watch the Iron Eagle? She's like, is that? I the loved movie? hot dog day. Is that the movie with the planes? Uh, okay, ask us anything from Adam, the former bath guy. By the way, sometimes it it it. Um, it strikes me. Can you imagine you're the Vancouver Canucks? Sure. And you're vehemently criticized by us. What's wrong that's with a, that? That's a, no, that's a low point. Like if you're listening to our show and hearing us have discussions about Hot Dog Day yeah. and Iron Eagle, <laughs> the, and the, the Canucks are like, yeah. <laughs> these guys are criticizing us. the Hot us. Dog Guy thinks we we're, play bad defensively. Yeah. We're not good enough <laughs> For these guys, it's true. It is. That's a oh man. That's yeah. low. I got a yeah. question for so you guys because this is something yes. that always bugs me when uh, they use the excuse of well, we're not going to rebuild because it'll turn off the average Canucks fan and we'll lose a lot of money. My question is, what is the average Canucks fan in this market? Because I seem to think the the team might think it's like a fifty fifty split or something. Where I, in my opinion, it's probably like eighty percent hardcore or would support the team through thick and thin. Twenty percent, and I'm talking people at the arena. Twenty percent, like you know, they just at show, the arena. Yeah, yeah, just specifically the arena. Twenty yeah. percent of the people at the arena on any given night are there just because you know they're. Work took them there. They just want to be seen as something to do. Yeah, I think it's the a little other... higher than twenty percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What would you say it is? I think I think this market. 50? I think is there's that, a lot of people. High? I think there's a lot of people that you know. If you take your partner or your kids, I mean, your kids aren't don't have like hardcore. So if the Canucks did a rebuild, Canucks, those people would just be like checked out. They wouldn't show up to the games, kind of thing. No, I think they might. Like kids will show up whenever, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think those people are just there because it's something to do. Because I'm, but they I don't, don't feel every play, right? Yeah, yeah I just I try to wrap my head around like what is their reasoning for not just going full like New York Rangers sent out the letter. Okay, we're going to be bad for a few years, five years, and do this properly finally and acknowledge that they hadn't been doing it properly. Like what's stopping them from doing that? And I always think, okay, it must just be money. They want the playoff revenue. It's just it's a financial thing. Yeah, but, but then not, I, but, but then I wondered like, okay, well what what percentage are we talking about here? Well, what I enjoy is pushing back on that. Oh yeah, what playoff revenue? Yeah. Well, I'm playing devil's advocate, of course. That's their reasoning. I don't know if that is the reason. I'm don't, just speculating. Don't, don't you think it could almost be appealing? to pitch this to ownership is like, hey guys, what about instead of missing the playoffs and being fully capped out and spending all this money on these players, we miss the playoffs without spending the money. Yeah, and then just get good eventually by rebuilding properly. I can't What see about it. that? What about that? I know I don't idea? know. I don't know the answer, but I the only reason I could think is that they're like it's we would just lose too much money to do that. That's why they haven't done it. I think it's just impatience. And that's all it is. That's, they're, so, they're that's so patient, frustrating. Then they're an impatient like, organization. I like, I like his answer. It is impatience. Impa- it's, it's, why though? It's simple. After eight it's years, single, you're still impatient. After eight years, look at you. You're not being impatient. You're well, yelling. You're yelling. But I'm just saying, like, come on. Like, if I owned a business and it was like, okay, I've been doing this thing for eight years, it hasn't been making me any money or much money. Maybe I should change things up. Maybe. Maybe. Unless the end goal isn't necessarily the financial gain, but the cup. In which case, you just want to win it every year and you want to go. And- but how do you? It hasn't been working. It's not like this is year two we're talking about here. This is year nine. Adam, the former bath guy with an Ask Us Anything, what's your stance on fruit-infused beer? This is, this, is important, this is an important 
PSA for the summer. It's delicious. I had a sour yesterday. Um, I, yeah, there's some that uh, the scale varies too much because mm-hmm. uh, uh, there are very few drinks in the summer when you have a, a nice, tall, cold, crisp Rattler. Yeah. It's great. You can make it yourself. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. Um, and then there's a couple beers like uh, Twin Sales makes one called Dat Juice, which has- Had that the other day. Delicious. It's really good. One of my favorite summer it's... beers is a fruit infused. It's the Solaris yeah. from Phillips on the island. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's so... There's a lot of good ones. Um, but like anything in the beer world is, uh, there's all, it's the, everyone's always looking to push the boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't need a banana stout. <laughs> Some fruit, whoa, whoa, whoa. some fruits not to meant be. I've had a very it. good okay, no. chocolate banana bread no. stout that was amazing. I don't like uh, the any combination of like, and it, it has to be either tart or sour. I don't like the where it's like really like thick. Oh man, I love the <laughs> thick beers. Boombox is a great uh, midnight train chocolate cake stout right That's, now. No. It's literally liquid chocolate cake. It's amazing. You it's delicious. This is actually a very <laughs> difficult conversation for me to have right now because I'm doing dry January. Oh. How's that going? I haven't had, because I was sick. Not a single margarita? Break. Haven't had one since <laughs> Haven't had one since December 23rd. Wow. Yep. My Christmas marg. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see how long I can go. Do it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to have a drink until the Canucks win the Stanley Cup. Oh, man. 18 years, really? Yeah. Wow. No, I quit for the rest of my life. Wow. Uh, uh, what uh, we learned from Marcus and Gibson, surely Connor Garland has trade value amidst his personal three-game point streak. But listen, stock in that three-game point streak, eh, bud? Anything, we'll take anything from these guys right now. We had that debate the other day of who has more trade value, Brock Besser and Connor Garland. And I can't remember where we settled on it. I think it was like uh, neither of them. Um, I think it might be Garland right now. I think if I was a general manager, unless I really needed a sniper on the power play, or just I needed like a, I needed a finisher, like I was desperate for finishing it. Like my team controlled play, but they spent so much time in the offensive end, but they just like, they didn't have enough shooters. Mm-hmm. Maybe I might be interested in Besser there. I do think that Garland's speed. Not that he's like a he's the fastest guy in the world, but I think he's shifty, mm-hmm. and I do think there's something to be said for that. I think I might be more interested in Garland than Brock Besser. Sap brought up a really good point on the broadcast yesterday that if you're going to maximize Garland and play to his strengths, he probably has to have top six minutes, sixteen, seventeen minutes a night, lots of offensive opportunities, and he's not going to get that. In Vancouver. Well, he doesn't get a gonna... sniff of the first unit power right. play. And that's kind He's of. He's not even close to it. Exactly. Right? So you. And Besser's could... not on it all the if time wanna... because he'll switch with Kuzmenko. If you want to paint a picture for an acquiring team, you could say, it's not Connor's fault. We just haven't necessarily played him to his strengths this year. Maybe uh, you'll be able to. All right, guys. There's Boston. so Boston. much. Boston. So much sports on this weekend. Two Canucks games, six NFL playoff games, if you conclude the Monday Nighter. Dallas and Tampa Bay. Uh, The Seahawks are going down to Santa Clara, looking to pull the miracle upset over the 49ers. Regardless of what happens, I think it's going to be a crazy Monday show. The Canucks will have completed their five-game road trip. Will they win a game? Will they get a point? Who's to say? And we'll either be looking back on a miracle Seahawks win or we'll be looking at a very interesting offseason and, frankly, an exciting offseason for the Seattle Seahawks. But for now, we got to say goodbye. Thank you, everybody, for weighing in with your Ask Us Anything's and What We Learned. It's been a fun week. It's been a fun Friday show. But now we got to go. 
signing off. I have been Mike Alford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog. And he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.